I used to, when I was younger, only see commitment as a constraint or like a tether or restrictive, right? And as I get older and as I've seen my friends move into these commitments and and tether themselves onto tethers, onto tethers, right? Yeah. Like like partners and then kids and then mortgages and then like all these things that you you'd have to like really unknot to, you know? And I see that the, the beauty on the other side of it, mm-hmm. you know, that comes out of making a commitment to things and the way that you put stakes in the ground and that gives you fuel to make the next decision and the next decision and the next decision. It's something that I've, I yearn for more. Welcome to The Couple Collective. I'm your host, Julian Lewis. Every week, we're going to bring you stories from couples to understand their path to making their relationship work. Drop that beat. Annie, thank you for uh, joining me on Couple Collective. It's great to be here. Awesome. So, um... Just to give you a little bit of background on Couple Collective, most times I've been interviewing couples on this platform. Uh, but one of the things that I found through this journey of trying to understand like what works in relationships is that you have to be in a good spot as an individual. Um, and so I wanted to have individuals on to kind of tell their stories of relationships that they had in the past um, and also understand, you know, like what might be preventing you from being in a relationship or um, do you want to be in a relationship? Like, do you want to stay forever single? I don't, I don't know. How much time do you have, Julian? <laughs> I got all, all the time in the world, all the time in the world. Um, but yeah, so I guess first and foremost, um, I'd love to just understand um, your relationship history. And it doesn't have to be like detailed from like elementary school, but just like um, actually your current status currently. Single. Okay, cool. And then, yeah, just hearing about your relationship history. Hmm. Um, I mean, I think I've been really lucky in love all in you know i just feel super fortunate to have connected with some really great people and i've had a few great loves in my life um but single today okay and um a couple maybe like several big relationships like really significant ones um i don't know i mean on the timeline of annie's love life like the i had a my first love um, Andrew Dubow from Lexington High School. Okay. From ages first 13. name and last name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, All, everyone called him Dubow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I dated him from I think ages thirteen to seventeen, which when you're in high school is like an epoch. Oh yeah. So, um, and then and then you know off and on with someone else from college, but mainly just kind of like footloose and fancy free college. You know, kind of like experienced nothing too serious or tied down. Okay. Um, and then had um, some serious relationships like in my 20s. Um, and uh, and then met somebody actually who had gone to college with me, um, who I knew peripherally when we were in college and okay. we sort of reconnected 10 years later. Ooh, okay. And that relationship was fast and furious. Um, and um, at the time, he was living in DC and I was living in San Francisco and he moved across the country and we lived together. And that oh, was wow. probably as close to getting married as I have ever been. Okay. Um, and that was like the highs of that relationship were the happiest I've ever, ever, ever been. And the, the devastation of the remains of that relationship yeah. were super hard. Um, okay. So I spent like 
It's been a couple of years looking at my wounds on that one. Not okay. necessarily mourning the person, but I think just like the crumbled pieces of what I had thought might happen or what we'd both hoped for it and all that, that sort of thing. Okay. And, and sorry, when you talk about the happiest you've ever been, do you mean with another person or just in general? Um, with another person. I think you're right. Okay. That's a good distinction to make. Yeah. I think, and, and, you know, looking back, I think if I reflect on the truth of all of that, it, yeah. it wasn't necessarily as it felt at the time, as okay. good as it felt at the time. But I think it was, you know, it was just beginning and it was, you know, really felt like, okay, this is why I waited. And it was very yeah. validating for all the time that I'd taken to get to that place okay. at the time. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, and then um, for the last five years, I have been on again, off again, you know, like on the carousel, off the carousel with the same person. Okay. Um, and he and I love each other a lot. Um, we are, we, we, we really do, but we're quite yeah. different. We've always been, um, I don't know how close we'll ever get to like meeting in the middle enough, you know, but we certainly tried and try and, okay. you know, and I think can't quite move forward and can't quite quit each other. So. Well, I guess what, what's preventing you from moving forward or quitting? Like what's keeping you in kind of that me middle? Um, it just hasn't been easy and okay. not to say that it's supposed to be easy, Yeah, but I don't think that either of us have ever felt the surety or the certainty that, that it's it okay. that you need when you're gonna, you know, you need, you want kind of like a hell yes, you okay. know, and I don't think either of us have ever been there at least at the same time. I okay. think there have been times where each of us have, but not at the same time and like with the conviction that that will feel that way ongoing. Got it. That makes sense. So I guess with, I mean, five years is a long time to be going through that. Are, are you open to other things beyond that or like throughout that time or? I mean, I think both of us are a little bit, I think we'd probably both admit to each other that we're like a little stuck in purgatory because of each other, you okay. know, because it's hard to let go of something when you have so much love and hope there, but then at the same time, like, you know, it's not working. And, yeah. um, and he has since moved to LA. So that there's, a, there's, an, there's lots of barriers at this okay. point, you so, know? Um, but, and so, yes, I mean, ultimately for both of us, we've had a lot of honest conversations over the years and the care we have for each other at least is, is that's for sure. And yeah. that's certain. And I think we both want the other to be happy. And if we don't figure it out together, I very much hope and believe that we would root each other on, okay. you know? Um, but yeah. Okay. So, so I guess like you, like individually, um, him aside and maybe how he feels aside, um, like where, where does that kind of leave you? And if you feel like you're in, do you feel like you're in purgatory? You use that word. I just want to make sure like, and what exactly does that mean and what will make that change? Yeah. Um, yes, I do feel like okay. I'm in purgatory. I felt like that for a long time. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to totally blame like this particular relationship for putting me in that, putting me there or making me feel that way. Like I, I placed myself there, you okay. know, because I think I have a lot of ambivalence about commitment generally Okay. about marriage generally. Um, I'm a commitment phobe, like not just interpersonally, but in every aspect of my life. And this feels like the biggest thing that you are not, that you, you, that you, you don't intend to take back, yeah. right? And so you can't put the toothpaste back in that tube. It makes it super scary to me, right. especially when I think, I think I might be able to get over that mental hurdle if it weren't for 
at this point in my life, I'm 39, right? Like, okay. um, if I want to have a family, like, then you really can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Yeah. So I think just like the magnitude of all of that makes it feel really pressured for me. And the older I get, the more pressurized it feels. And then the whole thing just puts me in paralysis. Okay. You know? So you said it wasn't this particular relationship. So is it past relationships? Is it family? Is it? Yeah, I think it's family. Okay. <clears throat> and I think it's cultural. Like, I think it's like a, it's this like reconciliation I haven't quite figured out yet between okay. what I want and what would make me happy and what I presume that my parents want and like where the Delta is between those two things okay. and how much of that should inform what my decisions are. You know, okay. um, yeah, I mean, and, and I'm, I'm just like clinically constitutionally an indecisive person. Okay. So that's like a disability that I carry like a broken leg my whole life. Like, it's just really hard for me to, to do things and then not turn them over in my head and think them through like okay. many, many times, you know? Okay. So I, I guess maybe I should have started with this. Like, do you need to be married like do you need that commitment like if 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 you struggle with commitment or can you have like a partner like i i know you through have working having worked with you in the past but like i don't know you on a like a on a really personal level but you seem from outsider looking in and i i'm careful with saying the word seem but like a very independent person um, you've literally just walked in here and told us that you bought a house <laughs> on a whim. Like you're you're doing well for yourself individually. You're coming from yoga to the studio. Like, do you is that something that you need, or is it more of a want, or is it sort of a my parents feel like this is what I need to do? I mean, yo, I don't know. These are all the questions that I ask myself <laughs> okay. every night before I go to bed. Okay. I I don't know. I mean, you're right. It's not some. That's not seem. It is. I mean, I'm a I'm a fiercely independent person. Yeah. I mean, I, I really value my independence. I fight for my independence. I do a lot to protect my free will and my optionality and my choices. Like that's always been me. Okay. I'm the one who like won't carpool because I want to drive by myself because I want to make sure I can leave when I want to leave. And like, you know, and so I'm the person who likes to travel so solo. You're not eco. What? <laughs> you're not eco. You don't carpool. <laughs> it's very, <laughs> very wasteful. Yes. <laughs> um, and you know, it's even hard to nail me down for like, you know, a, a hike or a lunch or whatever, because, you know, I, and you say a high girl lunch, a hike or a lunch. Oh, I think or... you said high girl lunch. <laughs> I was like a new form of brunch or something. Hey, girl. No. All right. Got it. Um, because I like, like I said, because I like options, but I think that, um, you know, as life goes on and as we get older and, um, I, you know, the other side of, of I when I I used to when I was younger only see commitment as a constraint or like a tether or restrictive yeah. right and as I get older and as I've seen my friends move into these commitments and and tether themselves onto tethers onto tethers right yeah. like like partners and then kids and then mortgages and then like all these things that you you'd have to like really unknot to you know and I see that the, the beauty on the other side of it, mm -hmm. you know, that comes out of making a commitment to things and the way that you put stakes in the ground and that gives you fuel to make the next decision and the next decision and the next decision. It's something that I've, I yearn for more okay. than I used to. And I think I'm ready, more ready now than I've ever been. I don't, I wouldn't say yet that I know that I'm ready yet, but I know that I'm more ready now than I've ever been. I know that I wasn't ready before and that, okay. and it felt very, very, um, different than a lot of people my age and what they were looking for. Okay. 
is that through the example of your friends yeah. that you feel like you're ready or what, what's making you more ready now than before? Um, partly I feel like I got my yayas out a little bit. Like, okay. so, so I, I, I don't know. I just like, I've done it a lot of cool shit, you yeah. know, like I've like traveled solo for six months through China and I've backpacked through Japan and I switched my wow. career like in a pretty dramatic way. Yeah. And, um, and I've gotten to like do some stuff that I could only have done flying solo okay. and, and, and did a lot of learning um and deepening of myself through through those experiences yeah right and so i feel like i i don't i don't feel like i'd be incomplete or like missing those things yeah. if i were to relinquish them now i think it'd just be like a new fun thing to find a buddy who you'd be like so pumped to have next to you to keep adventuring with yeah. um and i think i feel much more i don't know how to say this like like I feel very powerful. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I feel okay. like like I can like I don't need anybody. You know, like like I don't need, you know, buying this house. Like it's like, you know, it's scary as hell. But yeah. it's also like, okay, like I did that and I did that by myself. And I switched careers and I like figured out how to do that and I did that by myself. And I can navigate like a foreign country where I don't speak the language by myself. And yeah. and that for some reason calms me down in 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 like linking up with somebody else. Okay. Because I think that maybe there was like this this assumption that was probably wrong um that that people were were coupling up because they needed to like join forces mm. to you know what I mean to yeah. like make things happen. And I wouldn't be joining forces to do that. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it it's it's interesting. Um, you said your age, so I could repeat it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you said you're you're 39, and so I mean, if not the person who's in LA, it's going to take you time to like develop a relationship <laughs> with somebody. Potentially, maybe yeah. it goes fast, but like, yeah, like you're you've lived a good portion of your life, but you're still young. Yeah, like you still have at least I would say 30 minutes to like. A year to find someone? No, no, no. What oh. I'm saying is like you still have like two and a half X of your life left. Yeah. Like especially with like science these days, yeah. like to get to a hundred. That's my goal to get to a hundred. Or like um, my grandpa who made it to hundred and five. Hundred and five. Like that's, that's amazing. Yeah. So like you should definitely exceed that. I mean, given <laughs> like modern medicine and everything, you should definitely exceed that. And so like it, it seems like you've done the things that you wanted to do as an individual and you're okay with doing like finding somebody now, but that's not because you need them. It's because you're just ready and you want them. Is that kind of a good way to summarize a little bit? Yes. And I don't think it means that the fear has gone totally Fair. away. Yeah. I think I'll be scared. Yeah. Even if it's like 150%, I know in my gut, in my heart, it's the right person. I think I will still be scared. Yeah. And that's okay. And I can push through that. You know what yeah. I mean? And And sort of like see, you know, look globally at the whole thing, you uh -huh. know? But yeah, I think that's right. And I also think that, you know, not all periods of your life or segments of time in your life, like not all five-year periods are look the same, right? And in, yeah. in the course of a human life, right? Like the years 10 to 15 don't look at the years like, 20, you know, 30 to 35, right? Yeah. So I guess like I always thought about it this way, like once you do 
commit to someone for life. And once you become a wife and a mother, in, in my case, in the future, then like you better fucking be all in. Yeah. Right. And like, and, and there's there in my mind, no turning back from that. And culturally, I think that's been very, um, strongly ingrained in me as well. Like it's my, my family doesn't like my family doesn't come from a culture of divorce. It's like not okay. Yeah. You know, and, um, you don't go into it with the mindset of like, from for now or until things are not so good yeah you know yeah um so i've always held sort of like the sanctity or like the the integrity of the institution of marriage in in like ironclad terms that's great you know well it is and it isn't right because for commitment phobe it's it's made it really hard to to take a leap okay i understand um but anyway but i think that what it means is that i feel better now um and ready now if the right person were to come and and I, I would feel happy and ready because i've i'm i like squeeze the juice out of the first that 39 years of my life yeah, you know great. and and i like just to like right at the deadline of like i i i like literally like went hard in the paint like until until Love i the almost sports reference by the way it, see like i know so little about sports julian that i didn't even know that that was is that a sports res- yeah. res- in reference the paint, basketball go hard in the paint you know to make and one get a i've literally thought that meant like like going hard in like a, a can of paint no, on I, a that wall wouldn't make any sense you, know? you need the soft strokes but anyway go ahead. <laughs> so, but anyway like so i'm like closing in on the window biologically right to like be a mother yeah right and so like like all procrastinators need a deadline, you know, okay. and to get to get anything done and are yeah. produced. And this is this is my deadline. Okay. So that's how I feel. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, so I, I guess in, in terms of of that, um you've done so many things independently. Would you ever think to raise a family independently? Like would that not be an option, or would you prefer to do something like that with a partner? I mean, I won't rule it out and I will say I won't I'll I'll never say never. Okay. But it's not no, I don't think I would. Okay. At at this moment, I think that if if that's not in the cards for me, if if parenthood isn't in the cards for me, um with a partner, then I mean, I'm totally open to the idea of a partner with no children. Yeah. And then I'm also totally open to the idea of if I don't get married, um then I go and have a very kind of like different kind of life. Like what does that life look like? And what are all the, the upsides of that choice? Yeah. And then just going hard at the upsides of those choices. That's awesome. Right. That's great. Um, so I, I guess in terms of like giving yourself all those options, like you talk about going hard in the paint, like what are, what are some things that you would say to somebody who might be female 30, 31, who's mm-hmm. worried that they haven't met their partner yet. Like what advice would you give to them in terms of preparing for the moment when they might be 39 mm-hmm. and maybe they haven't gone as hard in the pain as you have. I'm mm-hmm. going to keep saying hard in the pain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like really thrown by the fact that I used a sports reference. <laughs> um, okay. Well, this is advice that I did not take and I would not have, um, and, and it's always easier to give this yeah, advice, right? Um, so, you know, it's easier said than done and I didn't necessarily follow it myself, but I think worrying doesn't do a whole lot of good. Okay. I really like, I think that's the first thing and, and I don't know how to instruct someone to not worry because people tell me that all the time. And if you're worried, (laughs) you just worry. Right. right? But, um, but it's just like you're wasting precious energy and time that you could be spending on living your best life and getting yourself, you know, in the, 
at the highest point of your self-confidence and self-worth like when that person comes right so that's one um tactically i would say if you have the resources and even if you don't like try to get the resources to freeze your eggs okay um i just think like and again like you know some people have said to me like annie like choices are not a good thing for you like they don't serve you because they just they just make you punt you know like they make you kick the can down the road you know and there's truth to that maybe you know like so but i do think I do think like the way I feel about potentially having children is very different than it was 10 years ago. Okay. And I wouldn't have predicted that. Like if you'd asked me at 30, if I wanted kids, I would have vehemently told you no. Oh, wow. And now I want them. Right. So, um, reserve your right to change your mind. Right. And, and, and like take that step for yourself and protect that, that, that choice. Right. Awesome. Um, so I guess from this platform, as it evolves and as I'm interviewing couples and individuals, like what would you as a non-listener clearly, <laughs> but now you're going to become no, one. Listen. You at least listen to one episode. <laughs> this episode maybe. Yes. Um, like what would you want to learn from other individuals or, and, and just so you know, I've also had experts kind of come on the platform. Mm. My neighbor is a marriage and family therapist, so cool. he's come on and I'm also going to talk to other experts in different um, aspects of individuals and relationships. So everything from like a sex therapist to like maybe somebody who focuses on finances to um, a couples therapist. But mm-hmm. what would you want to learn from anybody that I have on the podcast, whether it be another individual, a couple, or some sort of expert in a particular category? Oh, I don't know if it needs to be an expert, but I think that what you're doing is like super interesting to me, which is just surfacing people's stories and people's hearts, yeah. you know, like around, around every, their personal journey. I mean, like, I feel like it's wrapped around the topic of relationships, but what you're really asking after is like, you know, like, how are you getting from point A to point B in your life? Right. Yeah. And, um, and I think that just understanding or hearing what people, how people are thinking about that yeah, is just, is just interesting in the looseness of it kind of you know i mean i have gone to i've done therapy i've done couples therapy i've done individual therapy and i've read you know yeah. a lot to try to help me understand myself better and um i don't know i mean like the 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 most useful that 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 those things have ever been for me is are are when they just put the mirror back on to myself you know, yeah. it's not necessarily like this pedagogy or like this, you know, this um, academic philosophy that like all of a sudden is a silver bullet and all of a sudden like everything makes sense. You know, it's just really like how do you get someone to reflect back on you, you know, like and so that you can see things maybe like from a different angle than you did before. And I can learn that just as easily from you or from a friend or like whatever um, as from somebody who who studies it academically, you know. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. This has yeah, been great. I appreciate so you coming on. Yeah. I definitely. feel very um like I don't know, glamorous or something. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> she was worried about how she looked coming from the gym. Yeah, I do not. You, I'm so glamorous. glad you can't see guys because it's not it's not a good look. <laughs> awesome. Well, well, thank you so much. Okay, thank you. This episode of Couple Collective was recorded and produced in San Francisco at Studio Pod SF. Check them out at studiopodsf.com or to learn more, go to info at studiopodsf.com. You can also check out their Instagram at studiopodsf. Thank you kindly for joining us on the podcast today. Between now and next time, 
visit us at www.couplecollective.com or follow us via our social channels at Couple Collective. If you've been enjoying the episodes or the podcast in general, please tell a friend, tell a couple, or subscribe via your favorite podcasting service. If you'd like to suggest a topic or be featured with your story, you can contact us via the form on the website or at 774-226-8753. Until next time, much love.